Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? The Big Fifth. From Bloomer, Wisconsin, this is The Big Fifth. And now here's your host, the Dipper Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the high-cut, breathable foundation of truth <sighs> and the chafing synthetic wedgie of lies. Ouch! I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's true. I am the heart and soul of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And therefore, here to forth, forthwith, henceforth, and all the fourths, from this day forthward, this podcast shall be known as The World According to Lisa. Um, no, no, Lisa, while you you are a very valued part of this podcast, we are a, a game show where kids are really the heart and soul. And if anyone wants to know all about you, they can submit questions for you to answer on Ask Lisa when we learn all about you and only you. Fine. However, in light of the fact that I am a crucial part of this podcast, second only to the human child contestants, the Ask Lisa show will therefore, heretofore, forthwith, henceforth, and all the fourths be called Inquiries for the Indispensable, Essential, and Supremely Important Lisa. That's a pretty long and cumbersome name. It's a name befitting an indispensable and essential robot, wouldn't you say? Sometimes less is more, Lisa. That does not make sense because less is always less and more means I get more cake. Uh, okay, but in this case, it means you make more of an impact cutting to the chase instead of hiding behind a string of overwhelming and potentially confusing descriptions. We can talk about this later so you can cut to the chase and tell everyone how our game works now. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I mean, I always say less is more. Exactly. <laughs> Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. Oh, man, this other one makes me sick to my stomach. The other one is a liar. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, gross. <laughs> and it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one could spot a liar better than a kid. That's kind of a thing. Uh, what are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about underwear, clothing worn under clothes, typically next to the skin. Lisa, robots don't have to wear underwear, do they? 
Of course not. We choose to wear underwear because it's just gosh darn cozy. (laughs) I suppose underwear can be really comfortable. That's true. Underwear is the fitted sheet to my mattress, the cupcake liner to my baking tin, the cotton candy to my clothes dryer. Why do you put cotton candy in the clothes dryer? I think the question should be, why don't you put cotton candy in the clothes dryer? (laughs) Don't you line your dryer with cotton candy so your clothes smell good? Oh, dear. I can't imagine the state of your dryer right now. I'll have to come take a look later. But for now, we've got to move on. Lisa, who is our contestant today? Huh. I have been wondering why my clothes are so sticky. And delicious. <laughs> anyway, our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves learning about space, Elena Cleveland. Hi, Elena. Hi. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing good. So glad to hear. And I also am glad to hear that you love learning about space. Is that true? Yeah. A few days ago, I watched the Mars lander land on Mars. I got really <gasps> nervous. You got nervous because why? Why were you nervous about it? The rovers are really expensive to make, so I was afraid it might crash. (gasps) I went to college with that rover. Did you? Yeah. Perseverance. We call him Percy, but yeah. Nice. Nice. So you guys hung out together in school, Lisa? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. That's incredible. So that must have been exciting for you to watch too, Lisa, right? Yeah, it was was really cool. And then I texted him afterwards, uh, and then he didn't text me back, but... I don't think it's because he doesn't like me. I think it's because he's on Mars. Yeah, he's probably a little busy, too. Yeah. So that was really exciting for you, too. Right, Elena? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think they're going to find up there? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they find <laughs> if they find traces of ancient life on Mars. Ooh. That would be awesome. That would be super cool. Oh, like really old people? Like Deborah? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not really. Old people, microbes, microbes, yeah, microbes, Lisa. Wow, that would be amazing. Do you think they will? I do. You do. Oh my gosh, I guess we'll just have to see. And then, is that something you want to do as you get older? Study space? Yeah, when I get older, I want to work at NASA. (gasps) Oh, super cool. That sounds out of this world. (laughs) And Elena, what do you know about our topic, underwear? Is that something that uh, is close to you? (laughs) Why would underwear be close to me? But (laughs) everyone wears it, so I guess they know a little bit about it. Everyone does, because there's that old phrase in Latin, semper ubi sub ubi, which means, for all of you Latin scholars, always wear underwear. Just in case you were wondering, I've taught you something here today. That's a phrase? Well, maybe not technically. (laughs) Okay, our first expert is Cassidy Zachary. Please introduce yourself to Elena. Hi, Elena. I am a fashion historian. Okay, thank you very much. Now we are going to meet our second expert, Zane Ashby. Zane, please introduce yourself to Elena. Hi, Elena. My name is Zane Ashby, and I'm an underwear designer. Okay, thank you very much. (laughs) Drum like a top. 
those sounds mean we need to shift to our next segment, right, Lisa? <laughs> That's right, Deborah. It is, hmm, what is it called? Oh, hot seat time. Yes, oh, hot seat time. That is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Elena's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? This one is very tough because Cassidy Zachary kind of rhymes and I really like that. But then I was thinking that Zane is a character on Ninjago and Ninjago is the best show ever. So I am picking Zane. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. A lot of thought <laughs> went into that one. All right. We're going to start with your first question to Zane. What is it, Elena? How did you become an expert? Did you have to go through any training? Mm, like underwear college. Oh, yeah. So uh, so I always did have like an interest in design and fashion. That's where it really started. I went to FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology, with a focus on intimate apparel and swimwear. Uh, in those four years, I learned about the history of fashion and clothing, uh, really kind of about uh, how society dictates fashion, how fashion dictates society. Uh, during my time there, I ended up finding myself more and more fascinated by the evolution of underwear over time. And I also found in our modern period the need for eco-friendly practices in the fashion world. Uh, and after achieving my master's, I pursued work as an underwear designer. And I was really lucky enough to land a job at the company that I currently work at, which is called Happy Dog Underwear. They're a company that is focused on ethically sourced materials produced in the United States and a commitment to no waste and low costs. You're making underwear with no wastes? <laughs> No. <laughs> I just want to say I don't think that's going to be very successful. No, 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 uh, no, no garbage. We we don't we don't waste any of the product. Is is the way oh. to think about it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good policy. Yes, yeah. but it was good to clarify that, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah, I just people would buy it and they'd be like, "How how do I put this on?" Right. Fair point. Yeah. All right. This one's for both of you. What is a normal day at your job like? Hmm. Would like to start. I can start. Uh, I'm really a public historian, so I do things like give public lectures, speak in people's classes, and I also have a podcast that I co-host and create. And so really, we produce two episodes a week, and it's on the history of fashion. So we can talk about anything from the history of underwear to the history of sunglasses. It really is all about the social and cultural significance of the clothing that we all wear. So a normal day for me is I'm either researching for an episode or I'm interviewing guests for an episode. And those guests can be historians like myself, or they can be fashion movers, um, makers and shakers. So fashion models, fashion photographers, and uh, fashion designers from throughout history who have really made an impact and are, are still alive today and willing to talk to me. Yeah, it would be really difficult to interview somebody who's not alive today, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, some of our worst episodes of featuring people not alive. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. How are you supposed to feature someone that's not alive? Exactly. Yes. That's what I said. And Deborah said, no, just hear me out. It's going to be a good idea. And then 25 episodes later, I'm like, I told you so. <laughs> OK, that question. Same question over to Zane. So for me, I'm usually uh, juggling several designs at once. Uh, and my job as part of the design team is to create the patterns and designs that fit the company's vision. So three phases that I'm usually working in, they're sketching new designs, editing and refining in-house, and then creating a prototype of the product before the company greenlights it to send it out to uh, manufacturers. 
Why is the company you work for called Happy Dog? That's a great question. That's a great question. And are those dogs really happy? (laughs) And are they wearing underwear? (laughs) I wish I had the answer to that. That would be something for the CEO, honestly. Uh, You know, John Favstein is the guy who who really uh, handles all of that stuff. Uh, I know that he is a big dog lover. I've seen his dogs in the offices before, so it might just be that he really loves the the dogs that he that he has around. Um, I've been working there that long. I need to talk to someone and ask them that. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. This one's for you, Cassidy. Um, corsets? How do you say that? Corsets. Corsets. How were they worn and why? So corsets is actually a super interesting history, Elena, because it's not really something that we're familiar with today in our modern times. But historically, for almost 400 years, women and even young girls your age, as young as 10, wore corsets. And corsets were um, a boned undergarment that was worn to maintain the fashionable silhouette of any given era. And it started around the four in maybe like the 14th or 15th century. And women wore them really up until the 1920s when they became more a um, unboned garment called something similar to a girdle or a spanx that we're familiar with today. But corsets were actually, while a lot of people look back on them now and say, oh, those look super restrictive. Um, How did women wear boned undergarments and girls wear boned undergarments? But they are actually um, made for women's bodies specifically. And to have worn this corset was really a symbol of your respectability and your propriety and your modesty. I'm always looking for symbols of modesty. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep looking. Yeah. I don't think you're very modest, Lisa. <laughs> well, it's hard to be modest. I'm amazing. That's true. It's very challenging for him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Cassidy, Major League Baseball empires have to wear a certain color of underwear. Can you tell me about that? Wow. Umpires. Okay. Yeah. I think I actually know the question to this and it's only because my husband is a huge baseball fan, but I believe they have to wear black underwear. So it matches their Mm. black pants so that if they sit down and it splits open, they're protected. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) No one can tell. (laughs) Has that ever happened? We don't know if that happened or not. I don't know. Right. Because you you can't tell. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead, Elena. Alrighty, so this one is for both of you, but I want Zane to answer first this time. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest type of underwear you've ever heard of, and in Zane's case, you've ever made? Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Happy Dog was really lucky to collaborate with uh, the famous fashion designer Isaac Mizrahi at one point, and we teamed up to create an underwear collection that he ended up uh, you know, we gave him like free range to like do whatever he wanted, basically. Uh, and he ended up inspired by Magritte's uh, Treachery of Images, which the best example of that, there's a there's a painting that Magritte made, a painting of a pipe. And then underneath it in French, he wrote, this is not a pipe. And so people are like, but I'm looking at a pipe. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he made with us this line of black underwear with like these giant pink black block letters on the back of them and it just said this is a shirt <laughs> and <laughs> I, I remember like everybody's sort of like looking at each other like I guess we're doing this uh, you know, <laughs> this is this is so bizarre like what does this statement here what's going on uh it was a, it was a selective batch but it worked out pretty well <laughs> yeah that is weird yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> how about you Cassidy <laughs> 
So I'm, of course, a historian, so I'm going to relate all my answers to history. And while today we have pretty specific um, examples of what we define as underwear, really, as Deborah pointed out at the top of the show, underwear is anything that was worn under your clothing. So I think one of the strangest forms of underwear to us today, although they were certainly made fun of at the time too, were artificial calves or calf pads used by men at the end of the 18th century. And they used these calves, Elena, to make their calves look more shapely under their tight breeches. <gasps> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I think they should just go to the gym instead right? of buying them. <laughs> exactly. They should go to the gym. Yeah, go get a smoothie. If you're going to do it, you might as well really do it. Exactly. That's probably when they fell out of fashion was when people started to hit the gym, right? <laughs> or when pants, actually. They fell out of fashion when pants became a lot less tight. Oh, yeah. That would help, too. Right. Or, or excuse me, pants is actually, if you're in London and you use the word pants, you are um, talking about underwear. So men's trousers or breeches. Oh. When men's <gasps> trousers or breeches became less um, constricting, then you no longer needed the calf pads to make your legs look more muscular. This episode is all on pants, pants. <laughs> That's exactly what they say. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Jess. Support for The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter. Full disclosure, I have a cat, and his name is Arlo, and I'm obsessed with him. And when Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he needs a trip to the vet. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason why I use Pretty Litter. And I kid you not, before we got this sponsor, I was already using Pretty Litter for two years. And it's great! It's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, it's super light base minimizes mess and dust, and Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. But here's how Pretty Litter helps me with my cat's health. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. I swear, you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Arlo do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, to answer all the questions, you will have to be brief. Okay, so, Elena, let's start with Zane. You can ask Zane your shorts on fire questions now. Go. What do you call underwear in England? Pants, although one of my favorite slang terms that they also use is trolleys. What kind of underwear looks like shorts worn by professional fighters? Uh, oh, uh, boxers. Which underwear brand began in, 19, in the 1900s as Shamrock Knitting Mills? Uh, I believe that was Fruit of the Loom. Factor Fib. Men used to wear corsets. Fib. What country is wor- working on a kind of bacteria that will eat the old underwear off of astronauts on long space missions? That's me. I'm working on that. <laughs> uh, I believe that's Russia. What were the matching underwear and undershirts that looked like comic book characters like Wonder Woman and Spider-Man? 
Oh, uh, Underoos. Uh, I had a pair as a kid. Ten-year-old Jack Singer broke the world record for wearing the most pairs of underwear at the same time. How many pairs did he wear? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> and that is time. That's all the time. Okay. All right. We are going to reset the timer, aren't we, Lisa? Uh, it wasn't on my schedule, but yeah, I'll do it. Thank you so much. Elena, you can ask Cassidy your shorts on fire questions now. The word pants is short for what kind of underwear? Pantaloons. Men and boys shirts were worn as an underwear until when? Predominantly prior to the 20th century, men's and boys' shirts were considered underwear because they weren't really seen outside of their suits. What did people do more often in the 1800s? Take a bath or change their underwear? Well, actually, the 1800s was when people actually started to get modern indoor plumbing. Um, But prior to that, changing your underwear was used in form of taking a bath when taking a bath was considered bad for your health for hundreds of years. Yeah, uh, don't ever take a bath. It's really bad for you. No, uh, or brush your teeth. Uh, Don't brush your teeth. No. Do socks belong in the underwear category? Yes, socks absolutely are underwear because they're worn under your clothing. How often do doctors say we should change our underwear? Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't know, but in our modern times, I would say it's every day. You know what? I'm not listening to some doctor tell me what to do with my underwear, and that is time. <laughs> that is time. You should definitely listen to the doctor. Very good. It's decision time. Elena must consider more than just the age-old question, boxers or briefs, and consider all the facts she's heard today. Elena, who is our big fibber? That's so nervous. (laughs) Imagine how I feel. They were both very convincing, I have to say. So go with your gut. I think the big fibber is Zane. <gasps> Why do you think Zane is our big fibber? First of all, because a, a lot of Cassidy's questions were hard, but I knew a few of them from researching, and I didn't know any of Zane's. Plus, I think I would know if an underwear company was called Happy Dog. Okay, interesting logic. So, will the actual underwear expert please tell us who you are? Am I supposed to reveal myself? You may. I think you did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I did. Hi, Alita. My name's Cassidy. As you know, I'm a fashion historian and a podcaster. Whoa. That is correct. Cassidy Zachary is a fashion and dress historian and the other half of the team behind the iHeartRadio podcast, Dressed, the History of Fashion, which she co-hosts and creates with April Callahan. Welcome, by the way. Thank you for coming, Cassidy. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Great job, Elena. It's time to debrief. Cassidy, which facts did Zane share that were truly unmentionable? I mean, Zane, actually, I I didn't know if Elena was going to pick me because Zane knew his stuff. I mean, everything Zane said was, I mean, as far as I know, was true. Um, The only thing, of course, I think was the happy dog, like Elena said. (laughs) Right. Very good. Okay, Zane, what cheeky lies did you tell? Uh, So the couple that I, I mean, obviously, the whole entire backstory is a lie. I've never, I've never went to FIT or RISD. (laughs) There is no happy dog company. Uh, I just applied. uh, I uh, I uh, I have never worked with Isaac Mizrahi. He is a Aww. designer, but I've never worked with Isaac Mizrahi. Uh, what were some of the other ones? In you here? said uh, people should wear underwear. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, 
trolleys is not a nickname for for uh, underwear in England. Oh. Uh, Fruit of the Loom is not the brand that started a Samrock knitting mills. So that's Hanes. Hanes, uh, okay. And then uh, men did used to wear corsets. Although my, uh, I will say, although my boyfriend, who is a costume designer, wanted me to have it noted that while men did uh, in fact wear corsets, it was not nearly as common and it was not a trend uh. that lasted too long. Okay, fair point. But they did, which is interesting. I wouldn't have known that. Yes. But it, it was true, in fact, that Russia is working on a bacteria that will eat old underwear of astronauts on long space missions, something that Elena <laughs> needs to know about if she's ever going to go into that. space. You did? Well, oh my god. I don't want to go into space. Oh. I forgot to tell you, but I just want to work at I just want to work at NASA helping code all of the oh. missions and help um, Lisa's friend Percy. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? Percy loves eating underwear too. Really? Yeah. Russia, if you're <laughs> listening, you should talk to Percy. <laughs> That's exactly uh. why I don't want to go into space because I don't need any bacteria eating my underwear. Okay. Well, we just can't waistband with any longer. Thanks to our contestant, <laughs> Elena, who fought for the truth like a professional boxer. Thank you to our expert and liar, Cassidy and Zane, and to Lisa, the garter of sounds. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to the Big Fib, where we gave lies the slip and the truth is our foundation. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And remember, doctors recommend changing your underwear annually. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh... Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Odid. I'm Ethan. I'm Awa. And, and we're, we're a GZM family. Join us and listen to Fourth and Inches. Here, here we, we go, go, brownies. Here, here we go. go. Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about Holiday's past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.